Hello, and welcome to Only Lovers Book Club, where I get together with the ones who are loving me, and we get together to read a romance book, and we talk about it. This month was Tashai's turn to pick a book for us, and it was a repeat offender of Only Lovers, <laughs> the one, the only, the beautiful, the gorgeous, Sarita Domingo. We read but also a ton of other super fabulous and gorgeous <laughs> writers too. Sorry, it's an anthology. <laughs> uh, who's Loving You? Love Stories by Women of Color. That's color, the British color <laughs> with a U. <laughs> Edited by Sarita Domingo and includes stories by Rowan Hisayo Buchanan, Sarah Collins, Danielle Dash, Sarita Domingo, Sarah Jafari, Dorothy Coomson, Kuchenga, Kalechi Okafor, Amna Salim, and Baraidso. I just listened to how they said their names earlier today, but I've already forgotten it. So I might, I might have to do that one again later. So yeah, we're all here. And this is kind of like a cozy hangout for us. No, no, no gimmicks, no costumes, just us just having a low-key Sunday hanging out together to talk. So Deshai, I run it to you. What um what made you pick this book for us to read? Famously, a book club who doesn't do well with <laughs> anthologies, but somehow it has ended up reading two of them this year. It's, a, it's been a historic, historic year for our book club. Tell us why you chose it. I don't know. I saw it online. I was trying to figure out what to pick. Um, I'm not as good as you guys at like having picks planned ahead of time I kind of am like oh my book's in two months <laughs> what am I gonna pick so I tried to be better about it this time around and I think I was just trying to find love stories by POC and I was like looking around and I saw this and I know we'd read Sarita Domingo before and this was getting like some good I'd seen some good reviews some good reactions to it online and then I think it was because it was love stories by women of color. Specifically, I'm like, okay, I, I want to read these. And it didn't feel like it would be too long of an anthology where we wouldn't be able to get through it. This was, of course, before I realized that it was backordered everywhere. And I actually ended up getting super delayed in getting this. So I only got this book on like Monday or Sunday of last week. So... So you had um, to binge, you had to binge the story. I had to, to, I had to binge, which is frustrating because I don't like to binge when I'm enjoying something. And as I got into the first couple of stories, like I was, I was really into like liking them. Um, but I had to force myself to binge a bit because work was really busy too. So I was just trying to make sure that I finished stuff in time, but was trying not to do like back to back to back like I'd read a story and give myself a little bit of time in between reading the next one because I wanted to give it enough time to marinate but yeah the cover just looks really nice too it has like a nice little play on the different like solid colors and I don't know I I only know of Sarita Domingo so when I was looking at the author names I'm like all right you know what it's like a good opportunity to discover some new writers and if we like them then we know to keep an eye out for future writings or we can look to see what else they've done before and yeah I was just hopeful that a we'd be able to all finish and b that there would be enough in here for us to say like we solidly enjoyed it and I solidly enjoyed it so I hope you guys also solidly enjoyed it not to toot my own horn or anything a toodle toodle toot 
got gold this time. So I had a lot of time to read it <laughs> and to and to say, yes, I solidly, I solidly enjoyed the stories. Let me tell you about, let me refresh our memory. Who the heck is Sarita Domingo? Because I realized I forgot to say that. So um, there's a cup, like obviously I read a, the list of authors. Um, I'm just gonna read uh, Sarita's, um, but I will, I'll link like everyone's like socials on the description so you could take a look at everybody. All right, Sarita Domingo is the author of If I Don't Have You, I always forget if it's don't or can't, uh, and The Nearness of You, and is creator, editor, and contributing writer of romantic fiction anthology, Who's Loving You. She's also written numerous erotic short stories and an erotic novella with Pavilion Books. Her books for young adults are published under S.A. Domingo and include Love, Secret Santa. She has contributed to publications including Gal Dem, Black Fallad, Stylist, and Token Magazine, and has taken part in events for Hachette Books, Winchester's Writers Festival, Black Girls Book Club, and Bear Lit Festival, among others. She lives in Southeast London. I do love, I love that the book has credit. So you can see like, who was the copy editor? Who was the proofreader? Who, I wonder if they have the, the I don't know if they have the cover here, but they just have like, they just have, have you know, given credit to all the people who um, worked on the book. And that's really nice. I feel like I don't ever see that in other books. Um, it's usually in the acknowledgements. Yeah, but it doesn't. It, this feels like right. It feels like it's yeah. like the movie, like the well, credits that and come it also, up. It also means that everyone for sure gets included because a lot of authors put it in the acknowledgments. But like, I wrote my acknowledgments for my book in like November, and there were a lot of people who worked on my book between November and and when like the book is coming. You know, that's like almost that's like almost a year. Um, now my editor was really not like I left a space, you know, and then at some point my editor sent me like a list of everyone who had worked on the book so I could include them. But I know that that's not the case with all editors, you know, like sometimes you just once you turn it in, that's it. Um, so yeah, I just feel like in the US, a lot of people don't get mentioned. Um, and certainly not like people who work on like contracts or that's what I'm know, saying. Like, it even mentions yeah. the copy editor, like what is sales marketing? You know, that's great. I love that yeah. everyone's kind of it's their really name cool. put on the story. I mean, it, it's just a little. It was just a little. Okay, at the end for me. <laughs> um, so Tushai, you mentioned that you had like we're having a solidly or solid. I don't know what you said, but you said you like the book. So why don't you start us off with your overall impressions and then we'll kind of round round table our overall impressions and get into your questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I solidly liked this book. I think um, ratings wise, there's like, there's about five or six that I really enjoyed. I think four of them I gave um the story like five stars i think two of them the story got four stars like i i really enjoyed this um more than i as much as i hoped that i would like i knew there that i wasn't gonna love everything be just because people have different styles but no i thought it was really good i think the variety i felt that the variety of stories were like there was a good variety it wasn't all traditional romance like I liked that it became a 
bigger love conversation, like a bigger exploration of love. It wasn't just romantic love and it wasn't just what we're used to reading most of the time. And I think that like the variety of voices was really cool. All the different writing styles we got to experience were cool. Um, not as spicy as I thought it was gonna be, but it's a love anthology. It's And it's not all romantic love. And I feel like if it had delved more into spiciness, it would have been a little off i think like with the bulk of stories if suddenly one of them was the one that's like really hot and heavy i don't know i don't know what the instructions were when it's like okay i want you to write something for this for this collection um but i enjoyed it i thought i thought it was nice and yeah i'm probably gonna make ivan read it and then i might pass it along to my three sister see if she wants to read it i just yeah I had I had a nice time. I'm upset that I had to read it as fast as I did because I do think I, I would have dedicated a little more time to underlining and marking and you know, there's there's a lot of good good gold in there. You know, I spent I spent today looking at forest maps and learning how to read them. And so I think this book was a lot like a forest map in that there were a lot of ridges and ravines. By which I mean some stories were sloping upward and some were sloping downward. Um, for me, there was just like a lot of up, there was a lot of, you know, up and down <laughs> with the stories. I definitely didn't um, like them all equally. But that's not something that bothers me with a short story anthology. Like I, I would be genuinely surprised if I ever picked up a short story anthology and was like, every single one of these stories like blew my mind like like that's never been my experience with any kind of short story collection and i like that because i feel like there's just a little bit of something for everyone um so yeah i do think that some of these stories weren't for me but that didn't take away from my enjoyment of the collection because every time i started a new story it was like Ooh, will this story be for me or, you know, will it not be? And there were some that I really enjoyed. Um, I do agree with the spice level. I <laughs> can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel like there could have been more liquids in this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're just, listen, we had a I'm making, spice. I am making the surprise Pikachu face. Just if you're <laughs> listening, I'm just like, Ooh. <laughs> I never thought I would see the day where I or see the day where I would hear Andrea say those <laughs> words. No, I just feel like um and you know, it's like Tashai said, like I heard love stories and I definitely assumed that this was a collection of romance. Um and while a lot of the stories had romance in them, I wouldn't categorize them as a romance. Um, and so it, it makes sense that there wasn't the spice levels that, you know, like Tashai said, some of these stories, it would have felt weird if we had like a super hot and steamy scene like in them, just because it would have maybe not gone with the writing of that or the vibe of the particular story. But I was definitely surprised. I was expecting more steam. Um, I think because maybe like the only other collection of like love stories that I've read 
are the that are not a graphic because i know we read a graphic novel one that like said smut in the name so like clearly was gonna have sex but you know the only other one was that that latinx collection amor actually yeah like those were all like that one was romantic <laughs> and they were like steamy and so i don't know why i thought this was gonna be like the british version of that <laughs> Like, I thought I was about to watch, like, Love Island UK, you know what I mean? And and it wasn't, but that's okay. I still really enjoyed it. <laughs> I just want to say, like, if we're talking about, like, ratings and rankings or whatever, it's because, once again, we have kind of, like, used a little journal to kind of, like, take notes and annotate as we are reading Um if I had known that the stories were not going to be spicy, I would not have included the spice fact. In in kind of deciding what I was going to look for, I ranked, I, I had three categories where story for overall story, style, right? How was the story told? And then finally spice because it was, um, you know, love stories. I don't know what the last one should have been because I feel like maybe two of them had more than one star by default because there's not that much. Maybe, um, maybe like, uh, how many feels did it give you? Yeah, yeah, like feels would have been a really good one. <laughs> oh, I, I wish that that had been the case, but I, I, I didn't make the ranking, and you know, yeah, I made the ranking before I started did reading it. And I was just, <laughs> we didn't know, it's fine. we didn't know, but okay, but it, uh, that would have been a good one. So yeah, overall, I really enjoyed like most of these stories. I. I think that 10 is a good number, like a nice round number, not too many, but not too little for me to, to like, you know, I want to justify purchasing this like full book. So I like that there were 10 stories. I felt like they were all kind of like little tiny little universes that I, you know, wanted to know more about. But I think that the best stories were the ones where they were short enough and left questions that I didn't necessarily need answers to. Like those were the stories that I really, really enjoyed. And uh, I too was surprised at the, at the lack of spiciness, just because, I mean, even like fade to black spiciness, I think there was some of it, um, but just, just in no, in having read Sarita Domingo's like previous book and then knowing like her erotic writing background, I really thought that there, at least some of them would have a little bit and some of them did. That's not to say that there wasn't, but um, I, I guess I just was kind of anticipating it. Maybe it's just, you know, costumbre. I'm just used to, you know, if I'm he hearing romance, I'm automatically thinking like love, romance and sex. And then there was like not that much of it. I don't think it was a detriment to the story. I just definitely think that, I don't know, our expectations I are. Think like a, lo a lot of the stories were like, sadder in tone yes very much which is oh. why like this you know the steamy sex this i don't know <laughs> a couple of things about the now that you mentioned the sad thing so while i was watching the launch video which i'll also include in the description if anyone is curious to watch it a lot of the writing happened when a lot of them had just been broken up with and also there during the pandemic so they were writing heartbroken and in like british like boris lockdown and I think that they were kind of like working through <laughs> some of that <laughs> in their writing. As I saw the video and went, oh. I definitely got the pandemic stuff because when we read that that one story where they're in like bubble pods, I was like, I went back to the first page. I was like, what year did this get published? 
I was like, oh, 2021. So that mm. means they were writing this in like 2020. 2020. Got it. Got yeah. it. <laughs> I don't I I didn't make the connection. I did think that the bubble pods were like very timely, but um but yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't there, I was like, either this is just like an incredible coincidence or this is a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I did like it. I think it's a uh, worth worth your a read. You know, just like if you're looking for something a little bit more spicy, then you can read Best Women's Erotica, which is also is an excellent collection of like, er they're all spicy. They're all short and spicy and very juicy. Um, this is more if you're trying to kind of like do a bit of more contemplation on like love, romance, some sex, but like sex in relation to like you know, who you share that with or who deserves that from the perspective of women of color. A lot of women of color, a lot of black women get overlooked in the in the romance sphere despite you know making so many contributions to it and so definitely worth your time to shy do you have uh questions for us yeah um so i did put together a couple of questions I, i'm keeping the more like top line so that we don't talk through every single one individually because i think that that would just take too long so did you have a favorite one and if so which one and if you have two that were your top or your three that were your top then which one and just like a quick hit why why was that why did this one rise to the top as you did the thing where you shake the gold and the stones which one rose to the top like a shining ray of golden light I picked my Google Meet background precisely because of which story was my favorite. <laughs> so the the oven story was my favorite, which is why my background's a kitchen. <laughs> the no one is lonely. Um, that was my absolute favorite. I think, I don't know, just the vibes it was giving were just like hitting my sweet spot like i would have read a full novel set in this world with these characters it reminded me of that japanese novel we read a few years ago what was it called something tokyo strange weather in tokyo yeah it reminded me of the vibes of strange weather in tokyo where it's like i don't know i don't even know how to explain it but that's the book it reminded me of and so i i ranked it five for story, five for style. I mean, it got one for spice, but it's just, I didn't want the spice in that story. Like, ew, her and her boss, I don't want to see that. He sucks. So <laughs> um, yeah, I just really liked it. I love the world building. I, I love the characters. Um, that was the one for me. There was no tie. It's funny, that, it's funny that you say that because on my notebook, I literally wrote, gave me the sads. I bet this will be Drea's favorite. And, and when you messaged me to let me know, like you sent me that little animated oven, I was like, okay, first I didn't recognize what that gif was. So I was just like, what is that? <laughs> but then when you were like, it's the you oven asked one. Me, like, what my favorite story was. And I just sent an oven. <laughs> yes. And then I was like, well, I didn't, if I had known, if I had seen, if it was like a classic oven, if it was like a pink oven, it's so cute. And now I, and now I can see it. But at the time I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah. Um, my favorite was long distance. Um, I, I, my notes are literally, oh my God, I love this. It was like Twitch meets the lake house. <laughs> 
And then I, it was, it was one of those, remember how I said like the best stories had like ended without a clear answer, but I was okay without knowing it. This one did leave me with a lot of questions, like a ton of questions, but I, I'm okay with just kind of like letting it, letting it slide. Um, I like the, the time travel aspect of it. Like I think the, the anthology starts off super strong with the watchers and long distance. That's when I was like, okay, like I, that's when I was like, huh, this wasn't what I was expecting. I, I, I guess I was just really expecting a lot of run-of-the-mill contemporary romance stories, but there was something about those two stories starting off where I was like, "Yeah, no." Yeah. And I will say, like the 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 oven one was my top, but those first two stories, like they were my num, they were tied for number two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think like the speculative stories, just in general, in this collection, were very strong. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, the long distance was, was my favorite. It had really had a lot of the, a lot of the things that I really enjoy in speculative fiction where it's like, you know, interesting premise, weird timey-wimey, um, structure and, uh, and a little bit of spice. That was my favorite story. Uh, what about you, Tashai? What was your favorite? That one, that one is tied for first. I think I actually had like three tied for first place because I really liked the watchers mm-hmm. because of just the idea of like the transcending of of lives so it's like if if long distance is long distance in time then like the watchers is is like catching up to each other across lives and like what we can learn from each relationship like what I we would, become. I would read the novel version of that one too yeah me, yeah. like, it reminded me, I don't know if you guys have read Homegoing. Not yet, no. But I, I could see this being, like, a homegoing type novel. Do you know what I mean? Where it's, like, you have, like, each generation. But instead of it being, like, the descendants, it's just them again, like, continuing to find each other. Like, I would read that. Yeah, I, I really liked that. So starting off, like, the first two stories I gave five stars to. And then I also really liked... Ronnie, I was like, I think this might be my favorite. We all know I love grandmothers, especially ones with like a spicy past. So I felt I like had so many reactions in such a short span of time. And it was just like so well written. And by the end where he's like, these are all addressed to you. I'm like sobbing immediately. I like finished reading and I was trying to read another story after that one. But once I finished it, I was like, I'm not going to read any more tonight because I want to like simmer in this just because it was like i i love stories where it it, there's so much space given to like older family members because everyone you know everyone lives their own life like just because someone is your mom or your grandmother doesn't mean that they weren't a woman once so like just the fact that the grandma had this like spicy past and just uh I thought it was really nice. So those are my my top three: is the the Watchers, Long Distance, and Ronnie. I really liked Ronnie as well, and Ronnie was a contender for a tie. Um, but it was for me personally, it was too long. It was too long of a story. I was really invested in the grandma's story, and then once it gets into Ronnie's story, I was like, okay. This could have ended like 10 pages ago. <laughs> and that's just me. That was mine. I wanted to hear about the grandma. And then I feel like pretty clear that she was getting back together with the guy. 
<laughs> like I didn't really I didn't really care to see them getting back together. I was I would have been happy if they'd had the reminiscing about grandma, got back together with the guy, and then the bulk of it is like discovering the the papers and the letters, and then the story ends. And it's like, ooh, it's a nice little you know, like we're done. Um but that's and that might have that might be why. Whereas like I could have read so much of long distance. I could have I would have loved to just keep, you know, in going into the paradox. But again, it, I think it, it worked with how short it was. So I also think long distance would be a beautiful graphic novel. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I think it could be designed like really nicely because be since there is a be a sexy graphic novel it'd be a sexy graphic novel and i think it's also because the amount of time that is the distance between them like you can change a lot in four years like you can look different so i think that you'd be able to cheat the the thing of like oh you look like someone i know i like used to know type of thing and design it in a way that would look cool like me with my shaved head versus me with my long hair it's, it's very different <laughs> That's true. That's true. And if you were someone who maybe like didn't recognize faces too easily, maybe. Um, how did you guys feel about the like variety of relationships that we saw? And if how did you feel about the like representation within the collection as a whole? I like the representation in that um, we got like a couple of different like cultural representations too, where like this is a British collection and like set in the UK, but it's not just people of color who've like been lived and, and been raised for generations in the UK. Like there were immigrants or or people who had families who were immigrants or like who practiced different cultures, different religions. Um, I would have definitely liked more queer stories, but I also don't know that that's what like the editor was setting out to do. So yeah, I mean, they were mostly straight stories, um, but I thought in other aspects, um, there was there was a nice variety. I, I agree with what you're saying, Drea, where there was a lot of like cultural diversity and like different ways to be like a, a British person, you know? <laughs> Like, it's not just, like, white people in the UK, and it's not just Black people. It's, like, a lot of different cultures, lots of different immigrants, and lots of different um, ethnicities as well. And um, and a lot of them were able to include that diversity in their stories without, like, info dumping, like, this is what it's like to be half Chinese. This is what it's like to be Pakistani. You know what I mean? Like, this is what it's like to be Iranian. You know, it it, it didn't have, like, they didn't have to write pages and pages to kind of, like, set it in. It just... It felt very British without, it felt very diverse while also at the same time being British. Not because they write color with a U, but you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do wish that there were more queer stories. I feel like with the exception of like Long Distance, Rain Doubtful, and what was that? Uh, the Row? Or The Row? I'm not even sure what it was supposed to be. I think it's The Row like The Argument. Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard them say, like, the row. Like, oh, we just had a row. I, I don't fucking know. These are, these, these are colonizer words. I don't know what the fuck that means. But, um... 50% queer. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... And I didn't even like the... I didn't even like the row. So, unfortunately. I was okay, like, great. Okay, can I ask you a question? Did they murder him? <laughs> I'll be honest. I that in my notes. I'm like, did, did they kill I literally... Him? I don't know. I don't know. And it was... That's the thing, like... 
it was too it was a little confusing for me like i was confounded by the story i was like what is going on what's the problem and um it didn't feel like a love story to me and so well, kind of it toxic was, it was it, also just super fast it's like i moved to this town you're super hot i want to be with you oh whoops my like boyfriend is here mm -hmm. i the delineate like the timestamps were real short for me <laughs> yeah like, i i don't know i i, I, I truly... literally wrote in my notes wait did they murder him i will up i i would have up the stars if there had been a murder on page <laughs> unsure <laughs> the answer is unsure inconclusive <laughs> what i wrote was queer but and yet not for me <laughs> i definitely thought it was going to be the kind of thing where like he was violent and that's why she left but then I said, but I do appreciate that relationships don't have to be violent for you mm -hmm. to just not. To not be into it, for it to be to shitty. Be yeah. Exactly. Like, you don't need. Yeah, you but, then, but then also, like, if she just wasn't happy, like, she didn't have to steal all his money. Like, of course he's going to come after you. You fucking emptied his bank account. She had a gambling addiction. She was, she was you know, she was. That was the other gambling addiction. Oh, that was the other one? Oh, gambling addiction but okay so basically back to your question <laughs> i i wish that there had been more queer stories and that's not to say that these characters like all of them are not queer like there could have been some bisexual pansexual people in the story but you know what i saw on the page was just like women men and women being very into each other and like expressing that love with each other um I will say as far as like representation, right? There were a lot of like, oh, my family, my sister, you know, like there was a lot of familial love that was also represented. So that's not to say that, you know, this was like a like a total wash. It just I was- what I'll say is like, I think we would have preferred more queerness just because that's how we are. Mm -hmm. But objectively speaking, this probably had more queer representation than a lot of other short story anthologies about love. Do you know what I mean? So like queer anthology. Yeah, unless it's like a queer anthology. But like if we compare this to other things and it, it, I feel like it's probably doing really well. I yeah. think that the three of us are like, mm, but we wanted more. But like only three stories out of the seven. Oh my god! You know, like yeah, I get it, I get it. Yeah. But I mean, you asked me, and I'm 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 the one saying my preferences, which is why I could have I could have had maybe one or two more. I maybe could have five queer stories and ten straight super boring stories. Whatever. <laughs> Fine, whatever. If you insist, I will read your cis romance. <laughs> what about you, Tash? What did you think of the the bag of mixed bag of um stories? Eh, like do i want to read another cisgendered heterosexual relationship or do i want to read about someone falling in love with a robot and the robot was programmed by like another woman like i don't know i think that would have been something fun to to read and just be like meh i would have um, been fun to read shit now i'm sad that that wasn't in the story <laughs> sorry um, in, the, in this collection yeah i think the representation we got was solid i think the stuff that was on paper did a good job and we like you said had a, a variety of like cultural and racial and like different age groups like i i thought that what they did include was like a solid set but yeah i definitely wanted it to be gayer <laughs> <laughs> could have been gayer representation be decent yeah. <laughs> and the one that was all like a letter to the guy's mom oh yeah 
That one was just, I mean, that one was like complicated. Like Dre and I were talking about it. That Was it Rain Doubtful? Yeah. And that was by Kachenga. It's unfortunate because it was like the only trans author, but it was like, it was too, like I went back and I reread it after we talked and it was too rambly and like weird. And because it was like a letter to the mom that was dead, I didn't care. Like I didn't, it didn't feel like, like he was actually confessing something to to her yeah. or anything like that, so it just felt yeah. like weird that he was talking to himself. But at the same time, I did appreciate that, you know, like as like a cis guy like dating a trans woman for the first time, I guess there was a lot of like complicated dialogues going on in his own head and a lot of work that he had to do. And even when he's like trying his best not to hurt Josie. He does it anyway, like he fucks up, you know? And I thought that that was, I thought that that was interesting. In the interview, Kachenga talks about, you know, like, yeah, I don't almost never, like if there's a trans romance, mainly it's from the point of view of the trans person or trans people, but mm -hmm. never if like there's a cis person that's attracted to, to a trans partner and then like how complicated that is to like untangle all of your like Lady preconceived, huh? I said Lady for a Duke has the Yes. So the that part. one that one is yeah. And we still get like it was just completely one-sided here. And I think that that was done on purpose, but I don't think that it, the delivery of it was was good. It was very much like, well, this doesn't feel important because again, it's like a letter to someone who's dead and it just rambles on and on and on and it could have been a little tighter. It could have been a little bit more more urgent like hey i know that like you know i want to i'm gonna i'm gonna sit here and read this to you on your deathbed you know like i need you to know this yeah um not like oh yeah you died 15 years ago and i want to tell you about this person mm -hmm. it just didn't work it didn't have that urgency for me and it he didn't work just sounds like some random dude like yeah. why should i care i don't know why she's dating you she's yeah like she's yeah he was just and then yeah. she's and like, I, think I, I like i liked what you said chris about like a lot of this stuff is like stuff that he's processing in his own head mm -hmm. and i think for me it's just like i just don't need to read about that mm -hmm. like, when I, like if i'm gonna read about yeah i i think like but just for me like i want to read about like nice healthy wholesome versions of this you know what i mean like if i'm reading a story about it i don't want it to feel like it's my stupid next door neighbor who like doesn't know anything about trans people but is like but do i like trans people like yes. i don't want to have those conversations with him i you know what i mean and so that's that that's like what it felt like to me and i just didn't want to read about it of the stories we did get is there one that you specifically wish had been like sexier because none of these are really spicy but if there's one that you think could have had like a much spicier twist to it, like which one would it have been? And it doesn't have to be the favorite one you picked because like, I don't know that the oven one would have made sense to be sexier, but. Absolutely, <laughs> and let me tell you why. <laughs> I, when she started going to these no technology parties, I legit thought there were gonna be some orgies or something happening at because like nobody was filming it like i definitely thought that more stuff was gonna go down in those buildings than just oh people got together and had some drinks and talked and it was just like a normal party and then we left 
I like I just feel like there wasn't enough weird shit happening for me to justify the no technology rule. And so I feel like that's a place where like weird kinky sexy shit could have been inserted and it would have made total sense. And listen, maybe she doesn't go back, you know, maybe it's just like a one time thing and she's like this isn't for me, but I just feel like it could have fit into the story. What's happening in the rooms that I'm not seeing? Like, clearly something is happening here that people don't want recorded. Like, I just wanted to know what that was. And so, yeah, I feel like that that could have had something there. <laughs> that story could have had something there and it could have been a queer story because I was 1000% convinced that something was going to happen with the coworker. Like, yeah. I thought that, well, I thought that. Dating the schlumpy boss. That's what I'm saying. Like, she could have had a weird kinky thing with her co-worker at this party and maybe that just like opened her eyes to like i don't know i'm just saying if, yeah if i had to pick one where i feel like something could be inserted and it would make <laughs> inserted anyway that's that's the one um yeah. just because it is my favorite and there was no sexy times in it but i feel like there could have been could have been yeah that could have been uh i think a story that could have used more explicit sexy times was my heartbeats where they kind of like keep it missing each other or like it's never the right time yeah i feel like they're when they first like hooked up i i would i would not have minded like i'm not saying like oh the author should have done that it was more like a if i were to choose where to insert like you know a little little taco bell spicy sauce it would be here and it was definitely in this story especially when they finally get together after yeah. that first confession and then after you know like at the wedding and you know like you know after like it's like their third encounter they're finally single together in the same place and yeah i definitely i mean and it did it did have like something it's not like it was nothing but i i wouldn't have minded not fading to black <laughs> Show me the hips pumping like pistons, and that, <laughs> that's what I wanted to read. <laughs> and I get you because I feel like if it's a romance and there's gonna be a like, oh my god, you didn't tell me you were carrying my baby kind of scene, then there mm -hmm. needs to have been like a steamy one night kind of thing shown before. Yeah, <laughs> like finally, like that have it be so good that then immediately like what happens afterwards, <laughs> immediately what happens afterwards is even more devastating. Like, yeah, yeah, you can tell me it's good, but like also you can show me that it was like that good, you know? <laughs> She's like, oh, was it that bad? He's like, no, it was good. I promise it was amazing. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I only have your word for it. Like, was it actually? <laughs> <laughs> me as the reader like i don't know if i can believe you honestly honestly i wrote that i would have i expected like brief encounters to be a lot sexier with the woman who like meets the guy on the train and they have the train flirtationship because it's like the whole premise is there's gonna be this affair and I'm like, okay, like she has a valid reason to be seeking affection somewhere else. They had something traumatic happen in the relationship. Like, I get it. If I was in her shoes, like, oh, okay, this guy sounds hot. And then it just doesn't really deliver on it. It was sad as fuck. <laughs> like, it delivers on it like one time. And then it's no, like, no, not even. They like stop because that's yeah, what she's like. Exactly. Like, it's about to happen. And then she's like, wait. Like, are you fucking kidding oh, me? Come on. I know. I remember that feeling. I literally, 
the only thing I have on the brief encounters is forgettable. But I, as we're talking about it, I remember you're, wanting to throw the book across well, the room. You know, you know what the issue with that one was for me? It's like, it was a very sad story in that, oh my God, this stuff is happening with her husband. This stuff happened with their child. Like, like those circumstances were very sad. But if you're going to give me a story about an affair that then gets like abandoned, you need to go like full on like, Bridges of Madison County, the horse whisperer, like make me sob when they take the decision not to continue it. And that like never got there. So it was yeah. like, I thought it was going to be like unfaithful, just tawdry, just torrid, disgusting sex. Yeah. And then her being like, okay, like, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for this. I appreciate that. I don't take this train anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> She lied. She lied about her name the whole time. She oh lied God, about like yes. details so he can never track her down again. And she just changes her train. Like, yeah. well, because she didn't even have to take that train. She just took it because she wanted to. She just took it because she wanted to write. So literally, like, how this becomes a five star is she lied about everything except the de like those relationship details they fuck and then she just disappears yeah and it's told from his point of view so he's just completely discombobulated and then he's so discombobulated that he falls on the tracks and gets run over oh my god the <laughs> end <laughs> she shows up to the train station when he's getting wheeled out and his like hand slips and she sees his watch and knows it's him and like gets on a different train yeah what? just very brutal just very like <laughs> i needed i needed this and i don't actually care about you Exactly. I don't know if that would have fit into the theme of the who's loving you, but the answer is no one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I only me, only myself. I mean, and that's a thing, right? Because, yeah. But um, yeah, I like how we just created a thriller. <laughs> okay, next question I had was like, did you wish any story? Well, obviously, we want this one to have a different ending. But one question was like, do you think do you wish anything had like ended differently or is there something you would have wanted to see more of from one of these stories? Like where it almost hit, but it didn't like excluding this one. Cause we just talked about what we would have done to make it better, which is turn it into a murder mystery suspense. Oh, Noir. Wow. Okay. I know, I know what I would say. I think I would say the motherland one mm. because I don't know the ending, the ending where they were so cheerful to be like, let's do long distance. Yeah, like, who was, yeah. Who was excited about that? Hours ago, yo. Okay. Yeah, it just this seemed story like... upset me <laughs> so much. As soon as she's like, "Oops, I left my sister at this funeral, and she doesn't know anyone, and I left her talking to this dude's sister." Whatever, I'm not going back. And then they, <laughs> she leaves her there. I was so mad. Yeah, I think like his perspective seemed believable to me. Where he'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot, like, how fun it was to, like, be attracted to someone and, like, flirt with someone. Yeah, I definitely shouldn't do this arranged marriage. Like, that that made sense to me. That he could have this, like, one day sort of thing and be like, oh, I need to, like, reconsider my life plan. But, yeah, like, her, I don't know. It was just, and, and the fact that, for me, honestly, I could have dealt with, like, everything in the story. But it was just the fact that at the end they were both like, yeah, we're definitely going to do long distance. We're going to give this a shot. Like, that just didn't seem believable to me. I, I I just would have changed the ending. I don't know exactly what I would have changed it to necessarily, but it definitely wouldn't be them ending up together, which doesn't have to take away from their, like, day that they had together. But I just don't think I would have had them end up together. Yeah. 
either that or you know they either one of them decides to move to where the other one is at that would have been like crazy but it would have been but it would have been like i just was every they were like oh yeah i want you so bad and, and if it's hard i'm willing to work for it and i'm like you fucking idiots like <laughs> this is literally my thoughts where i was like you guys are fucking idiots this is never gonna work out maybe that's the whole point right but i definitely was like Come on. When I read it, it's very cynical. Um, I, maybe a good way to end it would have been like, you know, like, oh yeah, we had a nice day and it's like, oh, it's my engagement and they kind of don't keep it going. And then like, there's like a mini baby epilogue where she goes to his wedding and it's actually going pretty well. Or she goes <laughs> to have dinner at his place and they're still really good friends and she's moved on and she has made her peace with the motherland. You know what I mean? Like uh, that would have been a little bit um, more satisfying than, yes, I'm happy to do long distance. I'm sure there are people out there who love doing long distance relationships. It just- Look, I wanted this to be a sister relationship. Yeah. Mom, both of these sisters are orphan, like don't have a mom now. They, they're orphans. Like they didn't have their dad around. Just, they have a great day. He lifts her spirits. Maybe she and her sister had like, some difficulties at the beginning of the story and then she finds out he's engaged but he's shown her what you know her mother's life was like and why she would have loved this place and then she goes and takes her sister out to discover these things mm -hmm. to show her sister who her mom was because yeah. they didn't get to experience that i wanted this to be a sister story i think that would have that's even better that's even better. I forgot that she ditched her sister. I'll be honest. Like you mentioned it because I think it happens in like the first few pages, and then you know afterwards the guy shows up, and then they're having. I also wanted to know, like, or I wanted to see her like get in trouble. Ooh, you know what I mean? Like everybody was up and waiting for her. Like the light was on, and I was like, I want to see that confrontation. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whirlwindy romance aspect of it, but. Yeah, and us talking about it and discussing it. It would have been nice if she had been a little nicer to her sister. Do you think that this book, as far as, like, love, do you think it was more hopeful than not? Because this was sad. Like, some of the stuff in here <clears throat> was Bummer City. And I was trying to decide if it le if it's, like, oh, these things happen, but it's worth being hopeful. Or is it, like, oh... We all have love somehow, but like a lot of times it's really hard. Like, <laughs> what do you think is the is the the feeling you're left with when you reflect on all these different stories? So some of these stories were heavier than I anticipated, you know, like it's a short, short story and a short story collection. And some of them will pack a punch, but I think a lot of them had very, very heavy feelings to them, you know, like. I've lost a family member, you know, and, and, and also thinking that it was written during the pandemic, it's even like sadder, you know, like, um, people are dealing with like breakups and I don't know that I felt like a sense of like hopefulness. I think that I may have felt like love is complicated, you know, love changes in your different stages of your life, you know, depending on what's going on with you, it can look this way. It can mean that you need this. Um, and that those are big. Like those are right big life questions, you know, like what what kind of love do I need now? What what kind of love do I feel like I deserve now? Um, what am I looking for when I when I'm talking about romantic love or like how best to have familial love? You know, it, it, it was definitely like a story, short story collection that left me ruminating a lot about about love rather than 
mm, squishy feelings of like, oh, I, I can't wait to fucking get fucking railed in a summer dress. You know what I mean? Like that's, 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 <laughs> it didn't have that effect on me. <laughs> and, I, and I'll add on, I think almost all, if not all of these stories also had to do with like timing in some way. It could be like good love, but like the wrong time for it or like bad love at the right time or like I, I thought we saw it's like Chris said, it was, it was very nuanced and it was very like up and down and like some of these were like second chance kind of romances or like there would be a romance that or a love that didn't work out, but then there would be another one that did within the same story. Um, and so, yeah, it definitely made me think about the, the, the timing of it. And, you know, when you, not just who's loving you or who are you loving, but like, when are you choosing to love these people or let yourself be loved by those people? And so I just thought it was like realistic. I didn't think it was super hopeful and, I definitely didn't think it was like all pessimistic either. It just, it felt very much like real life. <laughs> yes, which I guess in and of itself can be depressing, but I mean, that's just, it yeah, is what it is. Saying, like someone who's looking for a collection of like happily ever afters, like romance genre kind of stories, this is not going to be for you. But if you are, I feel like I see on Instagram a lot people who are like, I want to read a book about love that's not a romance, then this is for you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't think it was uplifting so much as it was like a reminder that love and the act of love and choosing to love is very complicated. And sometimes it is a misconnection and sometimes, and a lot more often, it's about like the amount of work you're willing to like put into something, the amount of effort and work and challenges and hurdles that you're willing to work through and like overcome with somebody. So I, I, I enjoyed it. I wasn't, you know, heartbroken or distraught or like, oh, I can never recover. Oh my God. Ugh. But it's, it's good to have like a mix of different things because the long distance one was sad. Like when you look at what the reality of that is, it's really sad, but there was something about her in the end still choosing to like go up to her and and <clears throat> entering into that, knowing what's going to happen. Like she knows what the last chapter looks like, but she wants to see what the story as a whole will be and like is still choosing to write it. And I think I thought that was beautiful. And like the the freaking oh my god what's it called I I've, I went back by accident on the presentation the watchers like that <laughs> idea too of like like there is something to learn from every relationship like every even if it doesn't end perfectly like we all learn from the relationships we have with people like there are lessons to learn from everything even if the lesson is like a sad one so I think. There was a good amount of stuff in here that was just like really sweet and really had like a resonant vibe to it. Wow. So thank you, Tosh, for uh, choosing this book. It was a, I really enjoyed our conversation. So what are y'all reading aside from these, these uh, short stories about sad love in 2020? <laughs> okay. So I'm currently reading 
a very depressing like pandemic kind of book that I started Ooh. today. So so I don't want to talk about that one. I'm gonna instead I instead want you to put the one that I finished yesterday, which is Patricia Wants to Cuddle. Yeah, <laughs> tell me so what's what's that about? So it's basically imagine like The Bachelor, and it's like down to the last four women, and they because the show is broke, they go to film at this like Pacific Northwest kind of remote island that borders Canada kind of situation instead of like going to some like super lush fancy like place um and it just so happens that like people have gone missing from there before yeah and so the book is like alternating POVs between like the girls that are on this show um and also just like people in the town and you know there's like a like a female sasquatch kind of <laughs> that like that's Patricia, um, which you know may or may not be connected to these disappearances. And then there's like all these blog entries from like you know those websites where people gossip about like who's gonna get eliminated. My source says like whatever. So there's like people gossiping about the show, but also gossiping about like the disappearances. Like it turns into like a The Bachelor meets like a true crime Reddit kind of like page anyway it's, it's really funny it's like a lot more gory than i thought it was gonna be but because it was so funny it was like okay <laughs> i don't know it was just like a mix of so many things and i just had a good time it's a good time you know oh, it's yeah. not like oh, yeah highbrow literature it was just a good time <laughs> i am starting this short story collection <laughs> that my friend Alida gave me um, it's a collection of Chinese science fiction and fantasy in translation, since it was women in translation. And it was um, from a visionary team of female and non-binary creators. And so I'm really excited to start it. The Way Spring Arrives and Other Stories. Um, sounds really good. And um, got this sick little bookmark or you know postcard in here. So I'm excited to, I'm excited to start it. But yeah, that's, that's me. Um, I borrowed, and I have six days, and then... I'm gonna try to renew it in three days, see if I can. But I borrowed Brace for Impacts. I've been, I'm about 20, yeah, I'm about 20 or 22% of the way through that. I'm also, I'm still listening to the Wonder Hill podcast, but I'm also listening to the Laguna Beach podcast that I just discovered is a thing. Well, that wraps up our loving discussion of Who's Loving You, a collection of love stories by women of color. I always forget the full title edited by Sarita Domingo and with a bunch of lovely contributors. Um, next month, we will be reading High School Gays. <laughs> yeah. But until then, we'll, we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you for hanging out with us. You can support Only Lovers Book Club by dropping some change in our tip jar and buying some books with our bookshop link. You can find us on Instagram at Only Lovers Book Club. And from there, Find our individual accounts and projects. Feel free to favorite or rate us if that's an option for you, but always make sure to like and subscribe and turn on your notifications so you never miss an episode.